Can your words help your customer literally sell themselves on your product or service? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. All right, my Dark Horse friends and family, welcome back to your weekly dose of hypnotic influence learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, well, as you know, that's infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur, or one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. (laughs) All right, here we are with another big interview episode today. Today, Jason Lynette shares so many, and I mean so many words of wisdom about words. Yeah, the power of words internally, as well as the power they have on those we wish to influence, whether it's to go on a date or or by our product, we are always influencing those around us. So, so today is all about how you can change your words, change your business, and change your life. Now, plus, I'm going to let you in on next week's episode's guest who went from licensed marriage and family therapist to youth corrections agency to a life coach. Now, you know there's a story in there, all right? Now, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and these inspirational stories from this podcast and and everyone I'm lucky enough to interview. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, leave us a five-star rating and, and some kind words in the review, right? So it helps us get um, out there to more folks and hopefully uh, help more entrepreneurs. And as well as that, you don't want to keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D to yourself. Be sure to share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. Heck, go off to your IG or to your Facebook and share this podcast and tag me in it so I can share that with those in my uh, sphere of influence as well. I'll share your story. I'll share your Facebook post as well. Now, as per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right. Grab the reins, everyone. Today's guest, Jason Lynette, is a hypnotic influence expert who helps entrepreneurs and business owners to close more premium sales. Had to get this guy on. More about that in a minute. As a certified professional hypnotist, Jason has dedicated nearly two decades to helping his clients harness the science of positive persuasion strategies to quickly and easily rewrite negative thought patterns. And he reveals the secrets of hypnotic communication and shares specific business influence systems to supercharge business growth. Now, this isn't about tricking or manipulating people, and I'm sure he's going to get into this for us. It's about helping your prospects to ethically sell themselves into your products and services. Jason is the host of the hypnotic language, uh, hypno, excuse me, hypnotic 
Language Hacks podcast. His TED Talk, Rethinking Rapport, is available on YouTube. And he's also the best-selling author of Work Smart Business, a five-star rated book on Amazon's top 1,000 neuro-linguistic programming list. Now, all this is awesome, and Jason thinks it's great to run a million-dollar brand, but Jason's also very proud of the fact he gets to do this and be home each night with his wife and children. Jason, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur, brother. Hey, Tracy. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. I, you know, it's funny, and I, I have to share the story. Oh, yeah. I get <laughs> I get quite a number of emails of folks who are like, "Hey, can I come on your podcast?" And here's what I talk about. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, which is awesome, right? I, I'm I'm blessed to be at a position where I have people coming to me and say, "Hey, can I come on your show?" Jason, ladies and gentlemen, sent me probably uh, not probably definitely the most unique email I have gotten to date, right? And we've all seen those cool ones from a few folks. I know uh, I'm a friend uh, with uh, Peter Beatty who uses the same tactic, but there's a little gif inside the email of him in a video talking to me. Now, of course, there's no sound. So you click on the link and he's got this cool video. Hey, Tracy. And it was so unique. And I, I really want to bring this up because I think it's a great tactic first off for you. So congratulations for uh, employing that tactic. But I think it's a, a lesson for all of the entrepreneurs out there listening is that video rocks, right? And I know I, I'm, a, I'm a podcaster, so I got to be careful here. But <laughs> I think that that it was a one-to-one -one message. There was no, there was no way that it was, hey, I'm I'm sending this same message out to a thousand people because it was using my name and you know my brand. And it was really super cool. And it definitely got my attention, which was your goal, right? Yes. Uh, but it, it I think on top of that, it told a story about who you were. And it was like, okay, I gotta get this guy on. So here you are. Yeah. Wait, it worked. Yeah, oh, cool. right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's um, that it's that mindset. And let's kick this off right with a bit of a principle in terms of ethical influence, the, mm -hmm. the concept of a pattern interrupt that we receive so many messages throughout the day. And this is a major mistake that I see people make in their businesses that they do things the way that everyone else does mm -hmm. it. And we get kind of lost in that fold. And there's even certain markets. I, I, what's the phrase that there's basically three markets, health, wealth, and relationships. And right. we get pummeled with all these different messages. It's the difference though, when something stands out, when something grabs our attention. Mm -hmm. So to recognize if it's a social media post, if it's a email, we only have a few seconds to really grab someone's attention. Yep. And even for the people who may be, this is a business podcast, so this is kind of preaching to the choir, the fact that we're always selling something, but the first thing we have to sell is just that first step mm -hmm. of getting someone's attention. And it takes just a few moments to do something personalized, yeah. to say something directly to that one individual. I'm surprised you didn't call out the fact that I said, well, your podcast is named after the second best Katy Perry song. Exactly. Um, <laughs> We'll let that go, at least we're right. here. But to have that opportunity where, again, we're standing out and we're grabbing someone's attention, I tend to say, invite someone to care mm -hmm. before you ever invite them to listen, right? Let's Absolutely. build that relationship first. Absolutely. There's, I mean, that's a core principle. See, we're, he's already dropping gold, everybody. We're, we haven't even really got into the, the meat of things here. All right. So, I like to um, about three hours worth of content in about 45 minutes. Just to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so we were to speed this up, right? <laughs> All right, Jason. So I, I literally want to step back from the mic here and let you tell your story. You know, the the road traveled, less traveled, bumpy, good, bad, ugly, you know, that brought you to where you are today and why you love doing what you do so much. Yeah. So it's a bit of a scattered background and to end up as a hypnotist now talking about business applications of hypnotic principles, that's not the that can't be linear. <laughs> right. So I was working previously in a career in management for the arts. So everything behind the scenes in professional theater, I wasn't acting, directing, or designing. I was the one talking to unions, making actors get along. And if that's not psychological training, I don't know what it was. <laughs> so I had the experience though of seeing like for hypnosis, the first time I ever encountered it was one of those comedy stage hypnosis shows. Someone came to my college, welcome week, and did a presentation. And I mm -hmm. thought, oh, that's cool. I want to figure out how that works. And went online, bought all the books that I could track down. And I made a good mistake that the books I was getting were all more hypnotherapy as opposed to like the stage entertainment stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was this split reality of this isn't what I was looking for. Huh, fascinating. And continuing to read cover to cover. So a bit of a self-taught journey. And what I began the career with after burning out beautifully from the stage management side of things. What I began with was doing a motivational program, uh, educational program, either for schools or corporate groups, which um, the fun fact was it was the same program. I <laughs> changed the background music. So it was always that, as I said, the stage hypnotist with the hypnotherapist heart, because it was always what problems are your organizations facing? What mm -hmm. solution do we have to create? Which was a natural transition to then open up shop. And I've seen you know, upwards of 15 to 25 clients a week for the last 10 years or so as a hypnotist for overcoming a fear, changing a behavior. The side note to all of this would be perhaps the benefit that maybe coming from a family where everybody was an entrepreneur, I never was sold the belief that it had to be hard to start up your own thing. Mm. So I never had the belief system that it had to be difficult. So instead, I just jumped directly in. And the thing that was the most surprising to me, and this is what I now share, the same strategies I was using to help a client to facilitate a change turn out to be the same neurological journey that someone's on from curious shopper to satisfied buyer. Hmm. I meet so many people who, let's say the lead acquisition is not necessarily the hard part. They get a decent audience. People are responding to their offers, but they're not yet following through. And, and everything hmm. has to filter through this ethical uh, sort of uh, lens that it's only ever towards moving towards a mutual common shared outcome. Mm -hmm. That we have people, we, we've all had this experience before. Someone's on the phone with you and you know your business can change their life. You right. know your business and service or product is exactly what they need. And yet they're in that pattern of, well, let me think about it, which basically means you haven't properly sold the value. Mm -hmm. So without having to play the game of fancy closing strategies or objection crushers, this is about enhancing relationships presenting value. So again, people are ready to now take action even before that offer is there. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. It's like the universe aligning for us together is uh, I just dropped an episode well, during a couple of episodes during the course of this week that spoke to exactly what you're saying about, uh, you know, I, I called the episode, you know, creating your irresistible offer. And it was all about uh, because I think a lot of the folks nowadays, uh, you know, in our in our virtual world with COVID, uh, they're doing a lot of that selling, you know, 
with online pages and VSLs and, and emails. So they have to get into that mindset of, hey, I know I can I can fix that issue. I can solve that pain point. Now, here are the questions you would ask me if you were in my face and then craft that page or that message back to that audience to answer those questions, even if they haven't thought of them themselves yet. Right. Right. But again, it's all about from the heart. Right. And I'm a big I'm a big fan of that. It's like, uh, sure, I could go after the almighty dollar, but I think in the long run, that's short lived. And and how can I, you know, put my head on the pillow at night? Um, but if I'm if, if I know that, you know what, Jason has the pain and I've got the solution, then it's my job to help Jason through that pain via whatever. I mean, even if I don't have the solution, my friend over here has it's like, dude, Jason, my buddy over here, Jake, he can hook you up and you'll be set. Let me introduce the two of you kind of thing. Right. Well, you brought up the idea of speaking to possible objections and concerns. Mm -hmm. And here's a cool principle to remember that if something is explained ahead of time, Mm -hmm. it's education. If something is explained after the fact, it's an excuse. (laughs) So if we can set the foundation in advance, the same way that, you know, for people out there who may be timid towards sales, let's say it's somebody who's gone through some kind of application funnel to schedule time with me. The call would typically begin with, hey, thanks so much for scheduling this time with me. And the way that we're going to get started here is that, of course, um, you know, the way that this obviously works is we'll talk about your goals. We'll then talk about what the process is and how it can help you. And if I'm confident I can help you out, I'll explain how we can get started. Mm -hmm. Makes sense? Which, what else would you do? (laughs) But the beauty of that opening segment, which in the hypnotic world, we call that pre-framing. The benefit Mm -hmm. now is that there's a foundation of an expectation and not that influence is a game of winners and losers, but it's instead the mindset that as soon as the person has said yes to that, mm-hmm. I have actually been given advanced permission to then sell, to then pivot that conversation to go, here's what the program is. Here's how it's going to work for you. Here's how to get started. Nice. If I've done that in advance, you know, it's the mindset that they're wanting that educational journey. They want to be better informed. Right. And to link that very early on. And by the way, did you catch that inside of that phrasing was the little magical phrase that the way that this obviously works is that <laughs> we can pepper some things in there. Exactly. And you've, you've preset the fact that, hey, it obviously works. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, okay. So I have to come back to this. I mean, and you mentioned this very briefly that you came from a, a family of entrepreneurs and, and not everybody does. I know I did not. My father was a career military man. And then when he got out, interesting enough, uh, he got out of the military and could have stepped right in to be a chef, you know, in any restaurant or what have you. And, uh, I, I, we settled in Southern California. And as my, ja- my, my dad, I mean, he could have retired and done nothing the rest of his life, but you know, he was in his early forties and not his style. He had yeah. to do something. And so he was, uh, you know, out there in the market looking and he actually got presented with what could have been a really cool opportunity. And uh, it was uh, it was a prison of all places. And they're like, yeah, we just need somebody there that, you know, knows the, you know, the the kitchen environment, can run a crew of people, much like a chef in a, in a restaurant would do. He's like, sure. And then he came home and he thought about it. He goes, you know, and now, mind you, my dad's six foot three and looks like he could be the linebacker for a football team, right? Just a big burly bear of a man. And uh, uh, he's also a no no frills kind of guy. I don't mess with his family and, and don't get all up in his face, military, whatever. Um, but 
he said, you know, I'm probably not going to take this position because all it would take is one of those guys to say the wrong thing and punches will get thrown. And it was just, it was something inside of his head, you know? And mm-hmm. so, and I was, I was thinking as a kid, well, go do your own thing, start your own restaurant. You know, man could mad cook, right? Yeah. And like go out there and do that. But the entrepreneur journey wasn't in his head. I mean, he's always been in this structured environment. Do you, do you think, and that was a long way to get to this question, right? <laughs> Do you think we're not quite setting up those that could be great entrepreneurs early on, you know, with, I don't know, education or it, it, having an environment that fosters for those that want to be entrepreneurs like you were lucky enough to have? Well, I'd say it comes back to let, let's reverse engineer for a moment because sure. people look at even what I do. And they go, okay, so if I use those words and patterns that you teach, that'll make things more influential. And now that I have the foundation for that, oh, cool. Now you're teaching me uh, sales processes by phone. You're teaching the video influence system, which is actually a free resource over at jasonlinette.com, teaching how to do the videos that actually get results. So they come and they're looking at those specific offers. And the thing that's often a bit surprising and what I actually get some of the best feedback from is that before we ever get into those principles, we go back to a place of step one, emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. and step two, calibration to others. That it's not so much the relationships and the stories that we're presenting to other people. It has to go back to that story within ourselves mm-hmm. about how we're communicating with ourselves, that that state management aspect of things that I'm sure from his military career, you know, there's got to be some positive correlations to being in this environment um, where if something were to happen, not yeah. that he would violently take care of himself, but instead the right words at the right time to communicate yeah. the right message, which that only happens if we're operating from this baseline of, let's say, confidence, assertiveness. Mm-hmm flexibility. You know, we, we talk about the principles of flexibility of communication that, you know, the same as we're having a conversation, I couldn't come in fully scripted and go, oh, here are all the talking points. Right. I can make some recommendations, but there's always going to be this give and take and mm-hmm. strongest influential words and patterns are the ones you learn by listening rather than the ones you've properly rehearsed. So it comes back to that baseline of our own resilience. And I think a lot of people, we'd get a lot further if we gave ourselves permission to acknowledge that we're really good at what we do and Mm -hmm. to take that journey outside. So even as I'm teaching strategies for more, you know, more effective videos, people go, well, I'm afraid of the camera. I'm uncomfortable on camera. And the answer to that is because you're thinking about the camera, you've got to go inside and realize that there's a person on the other side of that lens. Mm -hmm. And that person is that human who's got a very specific problem that hiring you is the solution to. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we go to that mindset, it makes a bit of a transition that how dare you not share that message, right? How dare you not make that easy for someone to find you? So when we're focused upon ourselves, it's where we get caught in that loop of what are they going to think? What are they going to discover? When instead realize we're always blowing a metaphorical dog whistle (laughs) Not any one message is going to be a match for everybody in the world, yet there's someone out there who needs to hear it from you. The same as, oh, but there's other restaurants. Oh, but there's other people with business podcasts. Yet it might be your specific story of Mm -hmm. watching what dad could have become that they needed to hear to have that catalyst to go, oh, I could do that. 
oh, that's right. This is kind of shaken up this entire world this year. And this is a good time to pivot because this is what I really want to do. Right. No, that's no, that's a perfect example. So, and I always, uh, I, I'm always about be you, right? I've always been lucky enough. And that, that was the message my dad always said. It's like, hey, just be you. He was always himself, pulled no punches. And so I, that's how I've been. It's like, be you. And, and you're right. People will resonate with you. It will draw some people in. Some people, not so much. You know, some yeah. people will, will come in close enough, but they're like, okay, this is about as close to that as I want to get. The rest of them are like, eh, whatever. Okay. And, and people that's don't cool. tend to realize that's, that's an amazing benefit to what we can do as a business owner. The fact I talk about it as being checkpoints or think of it as being hurdles in terms of communication, mm-hmm. that at any point in the process, the benefit now especially becomes is as much as we can automate, as much as we can, again, change the mindset out of advertising and marketing to instead be educating and informing. Mm-hmm. It's where along that journey, your message is going to be aligning with your ideal audience. And there's people out there who it might not even be the fact that they don't like you. I'll, I'll give you two examples that here's someone who reached out to me and beautiful website, amazing at what he did. The challenge became he was just like everyone else. We had to find a better way for him to stand out as a contractor with his specific expertise, which was no longer about the nuts and the bolts about, I use these materials and this is how long it's going to last because that's what everyone else was doing. We shifted his languaging to the stories of, here's the result of having this space in your home that I'm able to build for you. Mm -hmm. Here are the stories of people who have hired me before and here's the result. So the messaging was the differentiator there. Sure. Otherwise, it turns into the game of another commodity, another right. person who here's the bid for this, here's the bid for that, and right. they're just lost in the crowd, as opposed to now, his process was all about invoking the story about having this entertainment space in their home, mm. and what was that going to create for them? And the moment he did that, we we make decisions on an emotional level. We then right. come up with the ration and logic afterwards to back exactly. up emotion. <laughs> but by appealing to that emotional level, which the, again, ethical side of that is that's why they were buying. That's why they wanted this. Right. And along the way too, so that's someone I worked with and he's seeing results from it, as opposed to here's someone else who reached out to me and about 10 minutes into the call, I was just able to say, I'm not a graphic designer. And I think that's what you're looking for, isn't it? Yeah. So let me connect you with someone who I've used before. Right. Yet at the same time, we need to address your messaging. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just simply sharing nuts and bolts and just simply information marketing when instead you've got to appeal to what their goals are. Mm -hmm. So for him, there was a logical other step to take. So it's where as we're informing, as we're educating, it allows people to further that relationship. And for others, it's again, not that they didn't like us. It's instead, there was actually something very specific they were looking for instead, which the quick story of this is that I'm doing an assembly program at a high school one time and I show up and the front desk receptionist, you have to check in, goes, oh, the hypnotist is here. He's going to give us the winning lottery numbers. I just had to say, you have no idea what I do, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Which is a side note, love the program. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. <laughs> now, uh, I know in the intro, one of the things uh, that was mentioned or that well, was mentioned, I mentioned it, uh, was your your book being on the top 1000 list for NLP. And I know NLP and I know just enough about NLP to be dangerous. That's about it. Nice. Right. OK. <laughs> um, you know, read a few books about it. It's got a couple of friends that are deep into it, master practitioners and what have you. And uh, um, I know anchoring is a big thing. Um, so. How can 
the folks that might be listening, usually you know, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business owners, use anchoring um, in their messaging, in their day-to-day business. You're now listening to-, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go back to that state management within ourselves. Sure. And I'm in Canada. We're on a vacation to go to a friend's wedding. And we almost didn't go on this trip because we had a three-month-old baby at the time. Okay. And it was the thought of, do we put her on an airplane for six hours? What's going to happen? And uh, slept the entire flight. And it's we, we had to arrive early for this trip because we were using air miles. And just that was the fun of that, of going, yeah, but you can go there, but you have to travel this day. So this is the setup. We're there early. And now we're on the Thursday before the Saturday wedding where, okay, this is about to become college reunion. Everybody's around us. Mm-hmm. And here's the moment. She's a bit fussy. She needs to be changed. Uh, go give her a bottle. I'm heading up to the hotel room uh, to take care of her. And suddenly there's a moment where I'm just kind of, you know, burping the baby and I'm lying on my back on the bed and just, she passes out. She is just asleep. And it's this moment where time stood completely still. Mm-hmm. I've got that little half mouth open baby face, you know, kind of a half smile asleep and looking up at me. Her breathing is just slower and just she is out the way that a very small child, they just, you know, they just sink into that brick-like shape. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like sack of potatoes and she is just asleep. And typically, you know, the person who thinks in terms of systems of my business plans out my day meticulously. Mm-hmm. This is that moment where everything stopped and that's all that mattered. And I can still go back to that moment because I felt in that moment, the the posture of my shoulders shift, the core of the breathing just kind of dropped down. And even to this day, by replicating that sort of, let's call it physiological sequencing of the shoulders and the breath, I can bring myself directly back to that moment and call upon this this love, this sincerity in a very genuine way. Mm. So likewise to that too, here's the moment that I'm on the call with someone and at the end of it, to say it politely, I could not come up with even more enough stuff to sell them. (laughs) Uh, It's a corporate speaking event and suddenly they go, hey, do you offer any like personal development workshops? I'm like, oh yeah, I can do a self-hypnosis workshop. Would you want to include that in the breakout sessions? Oh, that's great. Could we actually do that twice so everybody gets to see it? Yeah. So your fee was X. So that now makes it 3X, right? Yes. Yes, it does. (laughs) Do you have anything we can put in the swag bag for our attendees? Oh, well, I have this audio. It'd be this much per unit. Oh, that's great. But if I customized it and did a new version for your attendees, that'd just be this much more. Oh, that's wonderful. Can we also get copies of your book? And I mean, we're talking a respectable five figures by the time this was done. Nice. And here was this momentum where, again, everything was not what can I sell them, but how can I better serve this audience? Right. And as soon as I got off that call, it was a very specific clap of the hands of celebration, which now there's videos of me all over the web. You never see that moment that the camera turns on. I fire off that same clap and I am back in that connected serving mode. So we have to begin with that anchoring back to us Mm -hmm. in terms of getting ourselves into that optimal state of mind rather than, well, hope I'm good that day. (laughs) Exactly. Hope it's all right. This is where we can now reveal that we started recording at 630 in the morning, my time. And (laughs) We're both doing great. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You too. So the experience (laughs) though of going back to that emotional intelligence inside to which then we can start to become aware of the stories that we're telling, the outcomes that we're creating and begin to, with our messaging, you know, pictures worth a thousand words. Well, the words that we speak create pictures, 
sounds, feelings, possibly even taste and smells. We just had a great story about a chef to have that experience (laughs) of eliciting the emotional state and riding that, that it's not just about, you know, fancy, clever closing strategies and saying the right words. It's about painting that emotional landscape. And Mm -hmm. again, we go first. If I want to bring you to a place of sincerity, most of this audience went into that hotel room a few moments ago. Suddenly here's, we've had that moment where just the business is just clicking and everything is going great. We have to be willing to go there first. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we're never going to bring our audience, our prospects there as well. Yeah, I think that's one of the uh, a big loss that so many people get jammed up in. They're so focused on uh, where they need to take their prospects. Uh, they need to get themselves there first, to your yeah. point. Uh, no, excellent. And uh, I was, as you were telling that story, I was remembering all those moments with my uh, girls. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so well, right there, let's let's point something out yeah, on that because that's a really cool thing. I did not say to you, think about your daughters. Right. Because even up until now, I didn't know you had them. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you, there, there's a there's a mechanical part of that story, which is that as I've gone back to that over time, and I've used it as a teaching lesson, and it's one of the stories that I get some of the best feedback from the Work Smart Business book, that I make sure I tell it that's specific enough that you're getting my part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yet even more importantly, it's ambiguous enough that you are able to universalize it for yourself. Yeah. Because you know that feeling when you're listening to someone's story and you're thinking that's interesting, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that's got nothing to do with me, which even that sentence was an example of universalizing a story. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that suddenly here's that experience where, okay, that's interesting. That must be good for you. But someone else, it, it's ambiguous enough that maybe here's the person connecting. I just connected to another recent experience. We have a brand new puppy at home and here's the day it's wild puppy running around, running around and suddenly she's just out and she's on my lap. Huh, I just let her sleep. So we can connect with something of that mm-hmm. nature. Maybe it's the spouse. Maybe it's whatever. It's that ability to make sure that the story is not limiting your audience. It's instead inviting them in, right. letting them create their own representations of that. Absolutely. Puppies, I'm a, I'm a big dog fan. And puppies got two speeds, right? And I think you described both of them, right? They're running around. And the not. Yes. <laughs> so uh, actually, I had one question about how a hypnotist can help you grow your business. But I think just the anchoring piece was a big um, answer to that. Is there more areas? So someone's someone's listening is going, okay, I, I'm, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down, but how can a hypnotist help me in, in my business? Well, I'd share it comes back to understanding not just what to say, mm-hmm. but also what goal that it accomplishes. So I mentioned previously the video influence system, which that's a free thing I give away over at jasonlinette.com. We talked about the first thing being the aspect of a pattern interrupt. Mm -hmm. We've got to grab their attention to recognize from a personal change perspective. Someone's coming to see me for, let's say, quitting smoking or overcoming a fear. Mm -hmm. Phase one of any change process has to be interrupting whatever pattern is currently there. Mm -hmm. We have to kind of throw things respectfully on their side because now it's got to be different, which sometimes just simply asking a question can change someone's model of the world. Let's say it was the client who I used to see for quitting smoking and to ask the question just out of curiosity. Of those 20 or so cigarettes a day, break it down for me. Like how many would you say were an actual choice that you wanted one right then and there versus that's just what you always did, just kind of that was routine. Right. And immediately what that question did for me was it drove them inside to look at the behavior differently, to observe it from a different perspective. And let's say 
they booked that day. Great. Come on in. Or let's say maybe they didn't book that day. What happens now as they're off engaged in the behavior? Now we have turned the lights back on and they're seeing this thing exactly for what it is, which is that enough to create the change? Maybe. But then again, it's enough to create a bigger catalyst to go, you know what? I'm not even finishing them half the time. You know, sometimes I've Mm. even lit one up and suddenly I want to go back inside because I need to work on something or be around my family. And it's becoming more of an inconvenience. So look at that ability to interrupt a perception and suddenly look at things from a different way. So to ask a question as that first step of the pattern interrupt and to let the focus, this is about back to the theater career. Uh, There'd be the moment of by the lighting designer, designing with light, designing with focus, where the designer is not just about making the stage look pretty. The designer is also aware of the fact that, okay, on page two of the script, this character says this one line. And if the audience misses that one line, that's the sentence that sets the conflict of the play in motion. And if the audience doesn't hear that, the next two and a half hours isn't going to make sense. Otherwise, it's the, well, who are these people? Why is this important? Right. So that ability that the lighting designer would very slowly on a lighting cue, it's all computerized now, having the ability the lights would just very slightly change and then slowly begin to illuminate that person, not in a way that you would notice. Right. As anyone out there is watching TV, start to notice how the camera sometimes is very slowly zooming in on somebody. Mm-hmm. It's shifting focus. It's the, the, it's the misconception of the magician. There's no such thing as misdirection. It's instead constant direction. Otherwise, it comes across as false. And you suddenly go, oh, I don't know what you did, but I know when you did it. <laughs> so if we're thinking of it right. in terms of that constant direction, we're again, shining that metaphorical light somewhere else. So the phrase in a personal change used to be that now you can start to become aware of everything it is you were not yet noticing. Mm -hmm. And the same as now we've done that pattern interrupt in that first step of that video influence process. Now we've got their attention. We can also begin to stand out a little bit further because my next step of that is to not necessarily sell or present. Notice we haven't even yet introduced ourselves. It's instead the next step could be invite people into something, turn your offer into a movement. I'm on a mission to help people to speak more influentially so people are ready to take action with you even before you make the offer, to stand out in a crowded marketplace with your features and your benefits. So with that, what was different? It's not, oh, I help people do this. No, I'm on a mission. I believe that there's people out there. You told an amazing story of this. I believe there's people out there that if they were to start up their own business, they could change people's lives. And therefore, it's their ethical responsibility to be out there and doing that. Mm -hmm. So the two key phrases here were not that, hi, I'm Frank, I'm an accountant, I help nonprofits. I'm on a mission to help nonprofit organizations cut down their expense ratio so more of their funds can go to their charitable causes. Now we're inviting people into a movement. Now we're inviting people into something bigger than just the two of us. And the implications are much bigger now, which again, invite them to care before you ever ask them to listen. This is where the old game of back to the change process, just simply going, and now they're going to smell bad to you in terms of like helping someone to quit smoking. Sure. No wonder why the aversion, if there's clinical studies around aversion that said it temporarily worked, but then the person worked through it and went back to the habit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these things taste bad, but eh, yeah, still around. Instead, we've got to bring it into that bigger movement where I saw the changes with those clients back in the day because the languaging was instead, this is no longer the focus. 
This instead is that tiniest of steps you're taking to now create something much bigger and better in your world. So by looking at what are the strategies, what are the steps that have to occur inside of a personal change, and you're seeing these are the same steps we use in business to stand out and become even more memorable. Nice. All right. There, there, There was a lot there. And I was so deep into listening, I didn't even take notes. That, that was that was awesome. I was listening to all that, that the golden nuggets. So uh, uh, I'm going to have to re-listen to this episode myself <laughs> all over again for the copious notes factor. Now, I think another thing I can hear ringing in my head for anyone listening, and I know you've probably uh, come across this any number of times, the ma- manipulate, is this manipulation? Are you twisting my brain? Are you brainwashing me or any of those types of things? Where, where, where do you get to you know, educate myself and anyone listening on that? Yeah. So I've, I've mentioned this before that to design your process. So there's various checkpoints. Mm-hmm. So there's an easy exit point, not only for the person who might make use of your service, but also for you as the business owner, the old phrase that anybody can sell something once. <laughs> right. And, and instead to let our clientele become those raving fans and let that become that mindset. Um, it's where I'm looking at my schedule later today and there's person who has scheduled time to have a chat with me. And immediately I already know that I know who I'm going to be referring to instead, that <laughs> what she's calling for is something very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and from a personal change perspective, I'm going, there's a bit of a scope of practice thing there. And here's a student of mine who happens to be an amazing psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be a better fit for you. The same as I told the story of the person who really at the end of the day needed a web designer. I was able Mm -hmm. to hook them up with someone who I've used and then we did the messaging work as well. So let's, let's look at the three words that fit into this category. We can talk about influence, which is kind of the softer, gentler word. Right. We can start to talk about persuasion, which is dipping our toes in something potentially dangerous. We can then talk about manipulation. Okay. When I, when I go to manipulation, I'm looking at something where there's only, and again, it's not that there's a game of winners and losers, mm-hmm. yet that's what manipulation presents, that I have made you to do something to benefit me and not necessarily you. Right. I always go back to tying all the words together of, uh, you got to love the alliteration that's possibly there of ethical influence and positive persuasion, moving towards a common shared outcome. The thing that many people need to realize, though, is that even if it's last night to my wife saying, hey, let's hang out in the backyard and watch the debate that was on TV last night on the iPad. I'm in that moment influencing a decision, Mm -hmm. even though she immediately goes, okay, yeah, sure. It's a nice night. Perfect. So we're always influencing. We're always persuading, even if it's a group of friends deciding what to have on the pizza. So we're always in our communication moving towards an outcome. So if we're always influencing, we might as well do it effectively, ethically, and in a way that creates that beneficial outcome. Mm -hmm. That as much as, yeah, I'll talk through, here's my strategy for video that I teach people. Here's my strategy for the high ticket closing. Here's how we can write on our websites using these influential patterns. Yet at the same time, it's got to be there that the overall end game has to be that raving fan. Right. That person who's got the story of here's what I learned. You know, you're doing something right. When at the end of that webinar, they've bought the high ticket program. At the end of that call, they're buying a multiple thousand dollar private consulting program. Mm -hmm. And even as they're giving you the credit card number, 
they're thanking you. That's where we want this process to be. And if it's not that, you've got to pull back and kind of look inside. That's why even before I share with people the words and patterns, we've got to talk about that emotional intelligence. What are the stories that we're telling ourselves as to, yeah, but here's this great job offer, but I, I can't do it because of this. Right. Well, what if that because was every reason why, hey, this is what that environment actually is. You know, we need to reframe, let's not go off on a tangent on this one. <laughs> we need to reframe that 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 prison situation that this is not just punishment. It's also that rebuilding and rehabilitation. So if I'm there giving these people this outstanding nutrition and quality meals, it's helping them to keep their focus on the programs that they're going through. So when they're released out into the world, they're a better person. And mm. here's how I can be a part of that. Mm -hmm. That's a very different story now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, that's huge. So let's go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Let's so go it back. Comes back hey, around to we're, it comes around to the influence of the individual. What's that internal story that we're sharing? Here are these people who, you know, the easy statistic is this is the number of people who small businesses fail. And right. they're afraid of going out on social media and going out live. Well, yes, they're going to have more confidence knowing here's seven steps to make that process more effective. Sure. Yet at the end of the day, it's about connecting with that other individual rather than asking, what can I sell these people? Instead to ask, what can I give them? Mm -hmm. And to let that be that mindset. And that's what changes that perspective, which if it's ever, you know, this, this is the danger of an online business that there's a huge number of my clients, a huge people in my communities and my programs that my immediate knowledge of them is email address and credit card number. And mm -hmm. if we let ourselves fall to that place where people become numbers and figures and little bits of binary code, there's a disconnect. So this is where um, on my podcast, I had uh, Pat Flynn on the uh, first nice. interview episode. And I, and I invited him on for the story from the Smart Passive Income that I heard him talk about one time. Oh, I used to just randomly call up my buyers just to have a conversation with them. And I oh, went, yeah. oh, cool. I've been doing that too. That's ratifying. That's a great strategy. And just yeah. surprising them, which yes, sometimes they go, here's my sticking point. I was looking at your consulting program. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. The real intention was to get that to get that feedback, to get that story from the individual, because now I'm hearing what their specific pain points are. And that's what's now changing my message. That's what's now enhancing my programs, always from that place of serving rather than just selling. Nice. I like that. Well, Jason's just in here dropping some knowledge bombs today. I I, I, I want to hang out with you for another three days, let alone three hours. <laughs> um, I, I want to circle this back for a quick moment for our our, our listening dark horse entrepreneurs, and uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask both questions at once because I know you'll probably wrap them together um, in your response. And uh, the two-part question is some top tips for our, our driven entrepreneurs and a marketing tip as well. Yeah, got it. Which um, top tips and marketing tip. I love the phrase that different is better than better. Mm, and okay. that's kind of how we're having this conversation as you kind of opened up here about how do we stand out? How do we get that messaging in a way that grabs people's attention and immediately starts to give them value? I have, I'll give you the correlation here of, uh, by way of a story, um, a friend of mine and I separately, and this is kind of how we started to do some projects together, that uh, we probably have more free content on the internet in our industries than most people have sold. And mm -hmm. it's then no surprise that we're kind of market leaders in that world. 
And people are constantly signing up for trainings, engaging in the programs, and even going so far as to share it. I knew I knew I'd been doing something right when I popped into a forum and people in their dialogues were sharing my information as the answers. Oh, well, on one of Jason's podcasts, he talks about this. Here's the link. Right. And I only joined that group because actually the admins went, hey, people keep referencing you. Uh, do you want to come in? This way you can actually better respond. So I never had to pop in there. This is that 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 formula where it's not I'm popping into LinkedIn and going, hey, buy my stuff, which are most of the messages we get. Right. It's instead this place where from this place of serving, give, 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 get, becoming the formula mm -hmm. of how to do that. Likewise, we have a good mutual friend who refuses to release his books in any format other than paper because, well, because people will copy it refuses to put out any information online, nothing on YouTube, nothing even behind the wall of member gateways, because, quote, people will just rip it off and steal it. Mm. You only can get him in person. You only can get him in paper. And to say it politely, he is struggling because mm. he's afraid of putting it out there. there. There's a part of the market that um, you know may do some of those inappropriate things, yet it's that willingness to share. It's that, excuse me, it's that willingness to put that information out there. So it's where very often I give away one of my best things. You know, I pop up and I share my video influence strategy, which is just, it's free. Here's the seven steps. Learn how this works. Mm -hmm. And clearly there's a part of the audience that that's going to resonate with. And they go, hey, I want more of this. Right. And there may be some people in the audience who go, hey, that's all I needed. But to do it from that place of serving and getting people that result, that uh, show is better than tell. Mm-hmm is really the mindset that is the answer to those both of those questions of give people the experience rather than just saying, I'm good at this, pay me. Right. It's instead, let me share something with you to get a win and see exactly what we can create. So to pop up at times and just kind of peel back the curtain and go, here's exactly what's working right now. Here's an example of someone who did this. Let it again, come from that place of serving and sharing and educating and people will naturally, they, people are smart. <laughs> right. Absolutely. They clearly realize, oh, this guy has, I'm sure, an online program, a consulting program as well. Mm -hmm. They'll find the website on their own. Uh, the fun with my name, Jason Lynette, is that I own all the wrong misspellings of the website. <laughs> they just point to the right place, but one N, two T's, nothing extra at the end. Keep it simple. Uh, <laughs> but they, they figure that out and they realize clearly there's going to be some other end game that I can go deeper with this person. Mm -hmm. Yet it has to begin with that place of serving and educating because we want to help people and to be just as satisfied with the person who ends up doing everything with me as the person who gets what they needed from a podcast episode, right. from a webinar, from some downloadable resource, that to have that be that mindset that we're always serving and educating and people will go deeper at the level that's appropriate for them. That's that's perfect. Uh, see, I knew you could wrap that that, that those two questions up into one. Um, I want to be mindful you of your time separately. I would have gone the thing I just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I I already answered that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like you mentioned, we're we're up at, we're up at o dark thirty in the morning, which is uh, for me as normal anyway. Um, but I want to be mindful of your time and. Uh, like I said, I could jam with you for another three hours on this. I can just, I can feel it clicking, but I want to, uh, you know, let everyone know where they can find you. I know you've mentioned the website a couple of times. Um, I'm definitely going to be getting all the links into the show notes for folks can go into, but share any place people want to learn more about Jason Lynette and all his goodness. Yeah. I'd point to two easy ways to find me. One would be 
the podcast that I do, Hypnotic Language Hacks, mm-hmm. anywhere you can find podcasts for everywhere now. It's also on YouTube. We produce that as videos. So just do a search for Hypnotic Language Hacks. I'll pop up right away. I've mentioned the video influence system. This is a seven-step process, which will work for you even if it's a long-form webinar. It'll work for you even if it's a five-minute video on a website as an explainer. It'll even work. We've already ratified here. If it's a three-minute video going, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast, Right. <laughs> you head over to jasonlinette.com, L-I-N-E-T-T, one N, two Ts, nothing extra at the end. That'll bring you directly to that page, and you'll see an offer to how to get that. That's a free on-demand uh, web- web- webinar that I offer there, which walks you through exactly that process. Sweet. And like I said, we'll get all those links into the show notes so people can just click when they're not driving, of course, um, and, and get right to you. Jason, any final thoughts before we say uh, see you later? I tend to sum it up with uh, three simple statements of change your words, change your business, change your life. You brought mm-hmm. up the question of influence versus persuasion versus manipulation. You cannot not communicate. We are always communicating. We're always selling, even if it's let's watch the iPad in the backyard, even mm-hmm. if it's let's get this on the pizza. So if you're always going to be influencing, you might as well do it effectively. You might as well do it ethically. Absolutely. There you have it, everybody. Jason Lynette, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Tracy, this has been awesome. Ooh, man, Jason Lynette was bringing the fire today. I don't think I've had a podcast guest bring so much value. You know what? I I really can't say that. I think every one of my guests that I've been lucky enough to bring here uh, continue to bring value over and over and over again. So let's share some of the thoughts I came away with today. Thought number one, you have only a few seconds to grab someone's attention. So stand out. You see, no matter what you're selling, and let's be honest, we're always selling something, right? It could be a product or a service. It could be come on over to my Facebook. It'd be just trying to get someone to engage with you on social media or simply getting your prospect or customer to simply take that first step of raising their hand and showing they have some interest. Now, in today's world of social media and, and mainstream media, we're barraged with just so many messages that we're going to have to stand out in some way in order to get their attention. Or more realistic, I think it's more realistic to say that we are worthy of their attention for even as little as a few seconds. So you're going to have to what? Yeah, you're going to have to stand out. You're going to have to go the extra mile. You're going to have to do something a little different than the herd that is your competition, or at least the herd that is competing for the attention of your prospect or customer. So invite them into your world by caring all right, about their world before you ever invite them to care about your world, your product, or your service. Thought number two, it's about enhancing relationships and presenting value. Now, we've discussed this fact in the past, but it's so important, here we are again, yet another one of my guests emphasizing the importance of building rapport and enhancing the relationships with your prospect or client before presenting the value you can bring. See, then once you do present the value that you're presenting, you need to present it from their perspective. What's in it for them, right? Remember, What's everyone's favorite radio station? Yeah, WIIFM. What's in it for me? If you're just pitching your standard pack of benefits from your perspective, ladies and gentlemen, you're missing the entire point. 
It's about presenting the value that your prospect or, or client will gain from the delivery of your product or service. Look, it's about, yeah, let me rephrase. It's not about, hey, you're going to learn how to be more organized. No, no, no. It's about what they will gain from becoming more organized. More time, more effectiveness, more efficiency maybe, or all of the above. See, let's take that one step further. They will, they will be able to get more done by being more organized, right? They'll be able to complete their projects faster. Now, let's take that one step further and say they'll be able to spend more time with their families or doing all those amazing things they've always wanted to do because they're getting their projects done faster because they're more organized. See, this is just a small example, but I think, I think you, you get the idea. What is the immediate benefit? right? And what is the benefit as a result of that benefit? And then what's the benefit of that result and so on? Dig deep into WIIFM. What's in it for me? And by me, I mean your client and your prospect. Thought number three, man, I loved this one. Explanations up front equal education. Explanations afterwards are excuses. See, by being clear and upfront from the beginning, you can not only level set expectations, but you can pre-frame a desired outcome for both you and your prospect. And Jason Grave, uh, he gave a, a great example of this on how he starts off his calls with a potential client by explaining what they'll be covering during the call, the prospect's goals right? Then the, then Jason's process and how that process can aid the prospect in attaining their goals. Then if he, he being Jason, is confident that he can be of assistance in the attainment of their prospect's goals, he explained how they can get started. Does that make sense? And see, there's nothing earth shattering about this up, uh, the, this upfront presentation of call flow. I mean, so many of us do it, right? Except that now, not only does the prospect know where the conversation is going, but there's a pre-frame that says, hey, I want to hear about what you want to do. What are your goals, right? I'll explain how I can help you, you know, if I think I can help you get what you want. Then I'll explain how you can get started. And see, by acknowledging this outline, they're kind of agreeing to the outcome that if Jason feels that he can be of service, they will listen to how they can get started. So subtly simple, yet so damn powerful. Thought number four, and I was lucky enough to learn this one a long time ago, but I think it really bears repeating to ensure I'm sharing this knowledge and such as Jason shared with us. When wanting to get your prospects or an audience into a state, yeah, you're going to have to be there yourself. See, we as humans, we tend to make our initial decisions based on emotions. Then we back them up with logical explanations, right? There we go. So, so many entrepreneurs focus on getting their audience, their prospects, into a state that would better enable them to make the buying decision that the product creator wants them to make. But where I think many fall flat here is that in an effort to bring their audience to that state, they haven't gotten themselves into a state, into the same state, or one that promotes the buying state within their audience, right? They haven't gotten themselves to a state that helps promote that audience's buying state. I think I, I can probably can't even count on, on multiple fingers the number of product pages that I've seen over the last year alone where the copy, you know, it was it was pretty well laid out, right? It was, it was pretty good. It was it it did a good job of presenting a great benefit story. 
However, the video on that very same page, uh, the presenter within it was not aligned with the energy that I was getting from the copy. And see, this incongruence alone put me off and I was like, click onto another page somewhere else on the web. See, now the page may have well been converting well, and I don't know, right? But given my preference to watch a video versus read an entire page of copy, I will scan it. I'll read a paragraph or two, scan down some more. And we've seen those ones that are a mile long. How many of us have just gone straight to the bottom to see the benefits and what's included? Right? Yeah, right. Me too. That's why I am. But I, I, I have a preference of watching the videos. So given my preference of watching videos versus reading entire page copy, well, the video didn't agree with what parts of the copy I did read, which set off the flags within me. So make sure you get yourself into the right stage before you engage your audience, whether it's, you know, on social media, on Facebook Live, in a podcast recording, or any other medium. Trust me, your audience will hear more than just your words coming from your mouth. They will hear and feel that energy coming from within you. All right. Thought number five, different is better than better. As I, as I called out in the start in the interview, Jason stood out to me via the way he presented his entire desire to come onto the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Remember thought number one? Yeah. Stand out. See, Jason took a few extra minutes to do a personalized email, had a little GIF in it, uh, which was made from the video. And the video, he took the time to tell me how he wanted to bring uh, value to the audience. He was walking around his office, just talking into his, probably it was probably his phone, I would imagine, right? And then he even took the time to mention my name in, in, in the video and the name of the podcast and even, even took that one step further and linked the name of the podcast to a Katy Perry song. Now, whether it was the number one or number two Katy Perry song, we'll probably debate that. Anyway, <laughs> all of which to me further drives home the point that being different is better than better. Now, in Jason's case, he came onto the show and not only was he different, but he was better too. But would I have paused to pay attention and learn that he was better if he wasn't different first? Honestly, probably not. Oh, thought number six. You know what? I just have to drop this in here real fast. There were so many amazing tips and tactics in this episode that I can guarantee you I will be listening back to it multiple times. I've already listened to it multiple times, uh, but I will be listening to it. I'll come back to it again a few more times and probably wait a little while and then come back again. And I would suggest you do the same. You know, maybe in a week or a month or so, come back and listen to this one again. I imagine you'll hear something brand new. But seeing how you just listened to it now, let me ask you this. What inspiring ideas or thoughts resonated with you? Hmm? Which ones? One, two, three, four, all of them? I don't know. It was, it was so chuckful. Whatever they were, take some time today and write them down and then put them into action. Get out there, run your race and get your results and let me hear about them. No, I mean it. Seriously. Email me, Tracy at DarkHorseSchooling.com and share the tips or ideas that you came away with, how you put into action, and then what results you gained from them. All right? Heck, probably even bring you onto the show and let you tell us all about it. All right? Now, our next episode's guest is Nick Satello. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Nick is a licensed marriage and family therapist who has turned 
life coach. Now, Nick is not your run-of-the-mill life coach. Oh, no, no, no. Nick has his PhD in counselor education and supervision. And Nick is the podcast host of The Upgraded Life, where Nick draws upon his advanced education and training and 20 years of experience to bring something to you that you can immediately apply to your life. Now, I know Nick will be bringing something to the podcast. You'll be able to immediately apply to your life. All right. Now, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and inspirational stories from this podcast that I'm lucky enough to bring on an interview. So please go on down there, mash that subscribe button while you're there, leave us that five-star rating, and drop us some kind words in the review. You know, your uh, subscribes, ratings, and reviews help lift us up in the ranking, which get us exposed to more entrepreneurs out there. All right. And hey, and another way to do that is by not keeping all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D, all to yourself. Get out there and share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners you know will get value from it. With that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.